Welcome to the Red Letters Podcast. In this podcast, we explore topics that can be life-transforming while delivering a message of hope. What causes someone's heart to become hardened? What does cause somebody's heart to become hardened besides all the chaos in the world, all the hate in the world, all the fear? <laughs> Pretty yeah. much covered it. Yeah. Okay, so join us next week on our... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I think a lot of times it's hurts or offenses that we collect and we harbor and choose not to deal with. Mm-hmm. And I think those things just begin uh, overlaying each other and then you end up finding out that your heart gets callous either towards your a friend a family member your boss whatever the case be even believe it or not it can happen within a marriage to your spouse yeah you can end up having a hard heart towards your spouse and i think it's just unresolved issues that we build up under the carpet Mm -hmm. and not deal with i think that's what kind of helps create a hardened heart or a calloused heart Mm mm-hmm I would, I'm going to say something and it's not going to sound good, Tony, Ida, but I'm going to say it anyway, <laughs> because as uh, this topic came up, I, I really, this is one of the topics that I really thought about and I really searched my heart for because I wanted to know what it is. And if I have to say what it is, what causes a person's heart to become hardened is that the Christian, me, us Christians out there, we are not doing our job. Mm. We are not doing our job. I believe that we've started with this podcast. I believe that we've started because we're reaching out to those people who are lost. We're reaching out to those people who have been abandoned, that have been hurt in one way or the other. And this is our way of reaching out at a greater scale instead of doing it one-on-one. So what I think that a lot of people come from, a lot of hurt, a lot of resentment, a lot of Whatever you want to call it in life that has happened to them, to them, whether in their childhood, whether in marriage, whether as becoming parents, and they didn't know how to heal from it. Mm. So they, be, they, start, they start to build up that resentment in their heart, which I believe turns into a callus or cement where you just hate the world and you hate life. But if we as a Christian are doing our job and reaching out, mm-hmm. we can start to... To, to pierce through that heart. Not us. Not It's never going to be me, but it's God working through me. Mm. So a hardened heart or a calloused heart, is that somebody that's not a Christian or is a Christian? I believe it can be either. It could be I can either, be, yes. believe it can be either, and it can be someone that presents a healthy relationship, a healthy marriage. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a perfect mom. I'm a perfect father. I believe it's those people that are masking the hurt. Mm. And it's That's us, the, the Christian, those of us that claim to be filled with God's word and God's knowledge that are not reaching out. So we, we in essence, are failing in our pursuit of saying that we're Christians. I That's what I think. That's, that's just my... Um, theory on that. The reason I say that is because I had a really cold heart. I I can say that my heart was cold for many, many years, but I never heard the word of God. And mm. I never had an individual come to me. I know, I guess I didn't see God. And now that I know that he was always there, I didn't see his love there. But when I came to be a Christian, I realized that it was through me that he's working. So if I'm not out there reaching the, lo- the lost, the people who are living in fear, then I'm not allowing God through me to come and and do his work here on this earth. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
And that's what happened to me. No one was talking to me about God. No one came and showed me that love of my father. So then in turn, you turn into this, you, your heart turns into this callous where you don't feel anything. And when you don't feel anything, you don't care. And you cannot emphasize with, empathize with anybody else. You just don't care. And you don't care about hurting other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, for me, my, my opinion or what, what I, what I found because I've had a hardened heart uh-huh. many times, even, even throughout being a believer, Mm-hmm. I've allowed my heart to get hard. And, and I say I've allowed my heart to get hard because it's so it's so easy to put a blame on something else. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Causing your heart to be hard. But it begins with you personally. Right. And I had to come to a place where because once you get a hardened heart, it's not easy to get out of it. It's not no. easy to break it unless you go to God. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, my root of it, and I believe too, this is this is a root cause, I think for anybody and everybody in general, that it starts with a thought. Yeah. It could be even a thought of hurt. Like somebody mm-hmm. came to you and said something negative to you or something hurtful to you that you, at that moment, your mind received it, it becomes a thought. And now what you do with that thought, and I've shared it many times on other podcasts and, that we've had, mm-hmm. because and I'm going to go back to a scripture actually, because I want to start yeah. with that. And there's a scripture calls up in Matthew, Matthew, uh, six And it says the eye is the lamps lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. Mm-hmm. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. Right. And, and I believe even with your eyes, what you see, what you hear, yeah. those things, it, it's what you do with those thoughts images, at that moment, yeah. images, words um because if you if let's say you take a negative thought or a hurtful thought you allow mm-hmm. somebody to hurt you and you and it <coughs> becomes a thought like wow why did that person say that to me or how dare they and and all of a sudden you keep feeding it right and you bring it to life mm-hmm. and and the bible even tells us how to overcome those and, and it's, it's by casting down every imagination that contradicts itself against god yeah. i've said it before in other podcasts i've shared the scriptures and it really all boils down to what we do with it at that moment. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't control, we don't have authority or we don't walk in our authority as Christians or as right. believers, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not meant for us to walk around with a hard heart. It's right. not meant for us. I mean, you may be wondering, why, do, why is my heart so hard? Why do I feel this way? Right. Well, you have to go back and examine yourself. Mm-hmm. What what started that? What, yeah. what was the cause of that? And I think going to God's word and and applying it for me personally, how I overcame that is it started with, okay, Lord, casting down that thought. So when the, when the enemy tries to bring that thought to me again, oh, do you mm-hmm. remember what that person did to you? Or remember what they said to you? At that moment, I had to say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm giving you that thought right now. I don't receive it. It's not of you. It mm-hmm. contradicts what your word says of me. And I give it to you right now and I release it. And yes. I don't think about it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not saying that that's not going to come back two or three days later. It could. Right. Right. But it's what you do with it at that moment that, that makes either a difference. set you free or right. keep you exactly. bonded. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and then those bondages or let's say those thoughts mm-hmm. become strongholds. Yes. And that's what, and, and that's where you have to separate is this, you know, because a lot of believers run to, oh, it's a generational curse, mm-hmm. but it could be a stronghold. Yeah. Right. It could be something that you yourself opened yourself up to mm-hmm. and you meditated on it, you fed it, 
you brought it to life and you played it out in your mind over and over and over again, yes. it becomes a stronghold. Now it has a hold of you. Right. You have a hard heart. You Now you have unforgiveness because right. I think a hard heart, unforgiveness, all those things, they all, I believe are from the same spirit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. So, but that's my opinion. Well, I think when you're, when you're talking, <laughs> when you're saying about how, um, what you see that's really your perception so it, it's sometimes i think what we see many times are a misunderstanding but we don't want to choose to get clarification on that issue or that topic or that incident so we turn around and um build on a misunderstanding yes mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we start having things that lodge inside our heart to bring division between you and that other person mm-hmm. yeah, or whatever that event was, then you start finding yourself living life being numb. And that's a sad mm-hmm. place and a bad place to be because right. then you don't feel, like you said, you don't empathize or sympathize with other people. It's just, I'm looking at, looking out for me, myself and yeah. I, mm-hmm. and that's a selfish way to live. And that's not the way God created us to live. Mm-hmm. So then we're actually a loner, trying to make it look like we're all good, whether you have the title of a Christian or not. Right. And I think that we have to really be careful with that because, you know, as we go through life and, you know, you let your heart get numb in one area, it can roll over to other areas in our lives to where now you just become this uh, person that's going through life with blinders that's just don't want to give anybody else the time of the yeah. day won't give the, let them come into a closer circle of your life mm-hmm. you won't be vulnerable to them because you just anticipate i'm going to get hurt again right. and i think that we need to keep that in mind and i it all comes back to god that he's the one that can cause a heart and heart to become like he says a heart of flesh again mm-hmm. To where your heart can be returned to being tender again. Mm-hmm. And you can actually sympathize and empathize with other people. And I think that looking at the different relationships, the different areas of our life, whether it's in the work uh, circle or in the family, in your friends, I think that we should always spend some time looking and managing the soil of our heart to make sure it don't become hard. Oh, I like that. The soil of our heart. You know, uh, Ida, you said also that many times the heart can become hardened. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's because we're moved by what other people say. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're human. It's human mm-hmm. nature to feel a certain way towards something or somebody or something that has happened. And if we don't check ourselves, we're doomed to repeat that hardened heart and having to go through that healing process again. Mm-hmm. But it's not realizing in the moment why do I feel this way? Why did those words or his or hers ac- her actions cause me to feel a certain way? So it's having to, like you said, Tony, re-examine myself and taking that step back. It's like, why am I allowing this to hurt me? Because once you do, and you also mentioned meditate, because I love meditate, but a lot of people think meditating is you go into a room and you sit there. No, meditating mm-hmm. is thinking about it over Muttering. and over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over and, over. and you bring it into life. Mm-hmm. So it's important that if something happens... Uh, for me, it's knowing yourself. It's it's knowing yourself. Like, what triggers me? What is it out there that'll that'll just get me to just oh, like I can't stop thinking about this. So it's having that self awareness and knowing like I cannot allow this person's hurt to become my hurt. Mm-hmm. And so because I'm trying to protect my heart, mm-hmm. and it's okay to take it 
realize what's going on and then give it to God and move on because we're not, we weren't meant to carry anybody else's load. Hmm. And a lot of times we try to do that. That's good. <clears throat> well, one of the things I'm, I was thinking of right now is, is cause I'm reading this book about Smith Wigglesworth. He's like mm-hmm. my, I, I mean, like he's one of my, I guess you could say he's a godfather of the faith, but he's one of my favorite, um, um, godfathers from way back when. Uh-huh. But, um, when you when you receive Jesus, when you get saved, there's an there there's you get filled your 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 you receive this you receive the Holy Spirit right you get filled, and and I'm trying I don't want to kill it because I'm trying to mm-hmm. share it the way I received it but you get saved you give your life to God you're filled with this Spirit and that's the first step right you get baptized and so forth. But there's also a training of your mind, your thoughts. You have to continually, like you said, we have to be meditating daily on his word. Right. If we're not meditating daily on his word and allowing his word to renew our mind, renew our thinking, renew our thoughts, it's easier than to fall into those. And that's what happened with me mm-hmm. because there was seasons where I'd be, wow, reading consistently and, 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 and praying and, and, and just drawing closer to God. But then there'd be seasons where I just kind of get lazy and then fall back. And then I'm not doing those things anymore. And that's when those, those areas of, of, of my, let's say past hurts and things start coming. Mm -hmm. And then it's easier for me to give into it because I'm not filled with God. And one of the things Smith Wigglesworth said in his book, there's two, two, there's two, um, parts of being filled with the Holy Spirit. First part is receiving receiving the mm-hmm. Spirit, right? When you give when you confess and you give your life to God. But then the second part, or here here's how he said the first part is you're filled with the Spirit. The second part is, or no, you're you possess the Spirit, mm-hmm. and the second part is the Spirit possesses you. Oh, nice. So that's where then the Holy Spirit, <clears throat> you're not only filled with this Holy Spirit, but now the Holy Spirit is possessing you. It, yeah. It's Christ living through you, and therefore you have that power and that authority that you're walking in to be able mm-hmm. to overcome those things and not fall into those past hurts. Right. You know, your past life or falling back into sin right. or disobedience, mm-hmm. what have you. So I don't know if I said it. No, it's good. Yeah. You know, where everybody mm-hmm. can understand it, but it was something that it boils down to even your relationship with God. Where are you in your relationship with mm-hmm. God? Because it's so simple to, you know, we can go to church, we can play the part. And all these things, but, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself because I've fallen short many times where, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was on fire and I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing. And then all of a sudden I fall back and I'm not, and it's so simple for me to just fall back into my depression, yeah. fall back into, you know, my past hurts and things like that. And, and there's moments that I'm going to admit it's me. I yeah. allow myself to feed on these negative thoughts, because sometimes I'm going to be be honest with you. It's a selfishness within me. Like, okay, you know what? I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to have my own little pity party that I'm going to dwell in and nobody's going to tell me nothing. So if I want to cry and I want to be rude and I want to have an attitude, nobody's going to stop me. Mm-hmm. And I have my moments where I just let disobedience rule over me. But right. then there's that point where that conviction kicks in and God died. And I always feel like God's 
leaning over my shoulder and he's like, okay, Ida, let me know when you're done mm-hmm. being foolish. Yeah. Let me know when <laughs> Having you're done, tantrum, yeah. you know, doing what you're doing because you know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know how to get out of this, right? I'm going to sit here and I'm going to wait till you're ready, mm-hmm. you know? And it's that goes back to that skirt, that skirt, <laughs> that scripture, you know, where he says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Yeah. Meaning that you, he's waiting for you to make that first step to draw near to him. Mm-hmm. In all heart and heart, to mm-hmm. me, the root of it is it goes back to examining yourself. Examining, mm-hmm. yep. You know how filled are you? Mm-hmm. You are you filled with the spirit, or are you filled with your flesh? Yeah. Are well, you wa- or are you walking in your flesh? Mm-hmm. One thing I like that you said is, um, or I took it this way is taking ownership of your heart, mm-hmm. because I think, you, like you said, at the end of the day, it's it's me. If we we have to take responsibility of the choices that we we make within our heart and mm-hmm. how we manage things, and I just thought that that was really important that you have control of your heart. Yes, and and I know that it's easy without God to have a heart get hardened, mm-hmm. but I think it's extra dangerous if you're. If you say you have a relationship with God and you choose to have a hardened heart, mm. because that's such a contradiction to say you have a relationship with God, yet your heart is hard. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that that requires emergency <laughs> spiritual surgery, yeah. if you will, because that should never be in the same statement that you have a relationship with God. But you have a heart. But you have a heart and heart. There's something wrong with that picture. Mm -hmm. And why I say that there's times even in my own life that I've caught myself there Mm. where I, I I say the right things, do the right things. But inside, I know my heart's hard, but you don't want to admit it, Mm -hmm. you know, because we're, we're tucked away in our little cave of safety. Mm -hmm. I'm going to protect myself. That's why my heart got hard. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to be careful that we never find ourselves there. And if you do, like you said, Mary, we need to evaluate ourselves from time to time to make sure mm-hmm. that we're we're not in that situation because right. that's a dangerous place to be. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's only human nature, Tony, to want to do the right thing, want to say, especially as Christians, want to say the right thing, and and feeling that oh inside of you. Mm-hmm. I I believe it's human nature because. And more so when you catch yourself and you're able to repent before God, even if you did whatever you weren't supposed to do, but you repent before God and know that you're not going to go back to those same mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, Ida, you said that once you are filled with the word, uh, once you're filled, so from the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm -hmm. And I love that you mentioned that because if I can get into my word, if I can get into a relationship with God, then what I'm doing is I'm replacing everything that was my body can hold, which is the anger, the hate, Mm -hmm. the everything that is not of God. If I can fill myself up with God, then this other stuff has to be replaced. Mm -hmm. So the hardened heart has to leave. Like it, I have to become Mm -hmm. soft again, compassionate again, the way I was created to be Mm -hmm. in order to love others. But that's not going to happen if we don't know the word of God. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen because it, I believe that the Bible is the manual for the for the human being. Mm-hmm. Just like a car has a manual and you have to do this and you have to do that to make it run, the same thing happens to the person. We have to have our mind filled and we have to have our heart filled with God. Mm-hmm. Not just anything because then that's what will flow. 
So I think it's, it's really important for the listener to, what does that mean? If you're asking, that means get into your word, get into a Bible study group, go to Mm -hmm. church. Many people say, why was hurt? And I don't believe blah, blah, blah. Okay. But that's Mm -hmm. not the, an excuse for not reading the Bible. That's Mm -hmm. not an excuse for turning on a program and listening to something other than what you've known all your life and Mm -hmm. getting filled with this newfound knowledge of who God is and who he calls me to Mm be. Well, not only that, I think when if a person is saying that they're a Christian or that they have a relationship with God and they find their heart hard, mm-hmm. I almost guarantee that there's no or a very large lack of communication between you and God. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you can't constantly be talking to Him, meaning prayer. You cannot be constantly talking to Him and still have a hardened heart. Right. It right. doesn't work that Mm-mm. way. So I think that there could be a break in your communication with God. Mm-hmm. That's how you're able to maintain this heart and heart. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to keep that in mind because if you're having a tough time getting away or getting rid of your heart and heart, maybe you just need to cry before God. Right. Mm-hmm. Because Call out you, yeah, you yeah. could you could go ahead and sit go in your room and go through the mechanics of saying all the right prayers or say some beautiful things that just sound good. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes you might just need to have a cry before God. Just start meditating on the things that he's done for you and thinking about all the things that he's brought you through Mm -hmm. and how his love has always been there to keep even danger from happening to you, even though you might see it as a bad situation. Maybe there was something preventative that he was doing to keep something worse from happening. Mm-hmm. So it was a, the, the lower level of hurt where it could have been much worse. Right. And you start recounting your blessings and then you just begin weeping or just crying before him. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes if you look at it almost in, as in the same sense as a baby, when, when they have a need, a baby, they, they can't articulate their need. Mm-hmm. But when they cry... Somehow, the mom knows what to do. They know whether they need the bottle. They know if they need to be changed, if they need to be burped, whatever the case is. How much more is our Heavenly Father know what we need when we simply just weep or cry before Him? Mm -hmm. And I think that a a time of weeping before God, Mm -hmm. I think, would help a heart and heart become a heart of flesh that's that's uh, pliable again, yes. that that's tangible, that is compassionate again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something that I well, came to mind. Sometimes having a hard heart too, it's not easy to cry with a hard oh, yeah. heart. Yeah, that's why I, I said recount your blessings. Times, <laughs> you know, alone trying to cry because I know, man, I need to cry. I need a good cry, but I, I can't cry because mm-hmm. my heart's so hard. Well, the hard part is sometimes you have to stay in the quiet long mm-hmm. enough, being quiet mm-hmm. and just sit there thinking on God. But actually, well, thinking on God, but I think too, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up because it was something that I was meditating. I was thinking on last night I was reading and we, th- I think about, again, I've been thinking about the Holy Spirit a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I said, I remember when I first got saved, I got prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people have their opinions and have their beliefs on, on being filled with the Holy Spirit. If right. you know, and I'm not saying, you know, we all, I believe we all are filled with the Holy Spirit. The begin, the first part of it when we get saved, but there's that Holy Spirit and fire there. There's that baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
that comes that gives you that that that, that gives you that power right. and and that ability to do to go further to be able to sustain to be it sustains you it 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 gives you the ability to overcome obstacles and things that come against you and i think like if i go back on the day of pentecost when they all got filled and they started speaking in different tongues and different languages mm-hmm. and they were able to minister to the different uh, community of people. And then it says the church multiplied, mm-hmm. you know, overnight. And I think that we fall short, even, even sometimes as a church or as a body, we don't, we don't encourage people to get filled with the Holy right. Spirit, because if it wasn't for me being filled with the Holy Spirit as well, it's those moments where my heart was hard that I was able to go in the quiet and mm-hmm. just pray in another language. Yeah. And to pray in tongues, and 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 that's sometimes that that helped break me to be able because I didn't know what to pray, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what to do, and my heart was hard. So there would be moments where I just start praying or singing in the spirit, and then all of a sudden, boom, yeah, I would break, mm-hmm. and and it's almost like a refreshing, you know, that would come on me. And I think that a lot of believers today aren't filled with that, right with that evidence, that Holy Spirit and fire, they're not, they're not encouraged to, to want it. You know what I mean? And, and some of them think, oh no, I have the Holy Spirit, you know, but, but they don't have the evidence of it. And I'm not saying we talked about it too, because some people say, is it a bad thing if I don't have it Mm -hmm. and things like that. But I think it's so important to have it because it, it not only changes your conviction and, and your view. It just, it takes you into a, another level of your relationship with God right. and, and, mm-hmm. and gives you abilities that you, you don't have on your own, on strength. your own, yeah. in your own strength. So I, I love that you said that about the, I'm loving everything that's being said today, but <laughs> what you said about, you know, if we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, a lot of Christians that are doing the walk can't feel it or aren't, aren't embracing that walk because of how hard their heart is still is, how hard their heart continues to be. But this is what I think, Ida. I think a lot of people, and you guys can go back and um, watch Joe Dispenza. He, he, he explains it a lot better than I'm going to explain it. Um, he says that a lot of people will make themselves, if there was a, a horrible or a traumatic event that happened in their lives sometime, and that caused them to become hardened. He didn't use those words. I'm using those words. But he, that caused them to become, their heart to become hardened. Now as adults or in your walk now with God, you tend to replay those thoughts again in our minds. We tend to do it. And what happens, the brain doesn't know, the chemicals in our brain do not know the difference between you thinking up the event that happened or the event actually taking place. And what happens, we, the body starts to react to it. We become sad. We become angry. We mm. become fearful of the situation that happened. It could have been 10 years ago, could have been 20 years ago. But the way we replay it in our minds, the body believes that it's still taking place. So I believe mm. that a lot of people People, what they tend to do is I'll replay it because I'm justified in my actions. I'm justified in my hate. I'm justified in mm. not trusting this That's person, good. even though I'm a Christian, because I do believe in God, but I don't believe in this person. Mm. And now we're, like you said, Tony, earlier, we're contradicting God's word because if God said and called us to be his representatives here on earth, but we're using this hurt and this pain to justify our actions today towards mm. somebody else, then we're lying to somebody. We're, we're actually lying to ourselves, thinking we're denying 
our servant heart to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I think that a lot of people use those excuses, Tony. It's like, and, and maybe they don't even realize it. So if there's a listener out there and it's like, you were hurt in the past, but yet you're using that today to justify your actions towards somebody else. And I'll use myself as an example. I don't trust people. <laughs> I don't trust a whole lot of people. So I always have my guard up. And then I'll justify it by saying, well, you know, a long time ago, or this happened or that happened, but God is trying to use me. And I know that he's breaking that in me, that those trust issues that I have, I know that he's working in me. So, and I embrace it and I allow it. So I, I step out of my norm. I step out of my comfort a lot to try to allow God to work through me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but I really do believe that even as a Christian, we use those past traumas to justify our actions today, though I'm saved. And may God, and we use that, may God bless you, but inside we're feeling something different towards this individual because they kind of brought something up in us. And we're not being our true, authentic selves in order to, to have God work through us to be able to touch that person's heart. Does That's that make good. sense? Yeah, heck yeah. That was real good. Yeah, because I think during the times that you choose to let your heart be hard and to stay hard, it's almost like you're putting a pause on living life. Yes, mm-hmm. because you, experiencing you, everything you that life has to offer. Yes, I almost think too. One of the ways someone's heart can become hard is pride. Oh yeah. Um, reason being is like there's some I can attest to this because it's happened to me before where you almost become so comfortable in your walk with God or become so confident Mm -hmm. in your walk with God that in a sense you don't think little compromises will affect you like you almost think you're above it it. and then little things start to kind of occur and so yeah I'm just thinking like I feel like pride is one of those things that can cause a heart to become really hard unknowingly Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean but is there other things too? Because I feel like you guys are talking more on like for someone who's a Christ, who's a Christian. Mm-hmm. What about someone who isn't necessarily saved, right? But they're mm-hmm. struggling with a hard heart, mm-hmm. and they're trying to figure out, well, how did my heart get this hard? Where I can't mm-hmm. cry, or I can't feel mm-hmm. the way that I, I felt before, and I can't trust, and yeah. I can't trust, mm-hmm. and I feel like some people have a struggle with finding the root of it, mm-hmm. and they start pointing out the leaves of the trees rather than going down to okay, what is the reason why? What's causing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's this causing way? this to happen for someone who's not necessarily saved? Mm-hmm. I, w- I would encourage them to connect with someone, or even maybe visit a church and maybe connect with somebody who can maybe guide them mm-hmm. and help them, you know, through it. Are yeah. You, are you saying yeah. like, how do they get through it? Or, no, like how, does someone, how does someone recognize or mm-hmm. the cause okay. of it? Because yeah. it could be, it could stem from maybe unforgiveness. Or it could to be someone. rejection. Mm-hmm. It could be rejection. Yeah. But if you guys can kind of talk from the viewpoint of someone who's not saved, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. it's for them to help kind of. Well, I think gauge. going back, even as, even not, if you're not a believer or, you know, going back and just even thinking about and asking yourself, why, why is my heart hard? Mm-hmm. What happened that allowed it to become hard? Mm-hmm. And think back and ask and look at maybe circumstances or a situation or maybe a why thought. Aren't, why aren't I feeling the emotions of being happy or, mm-hmm. or why don't enjoy? I feel empathy yeah. towards others? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think it even goes further than that, Ida, is... Do they recognize it? Yeah. Do you recognize yes. that I have a hard heart? Do how do I come across to other people? Right. Mm. Do I like that when somebody this is this is my rule of thumb. If I don't like what somebody does to me, am I doing that to them? 
Mm. Because a lot of people will say, but I wasn't rude. I wasn't mean. I wasn't lying. But the moment that somebody does it to you, you recognize it as something being bad. This mm. is bad, not yeah. good. So for those who do not recognize, do I have a heart and heart? Do you have empathy? Like if you mm. see somebody hurting, if you see somebody going through something, mm-hmm. are you moved to want to, you know, just offer a, a kind word? Or are you just those that smile, walk away is like, not my issue. You have a heart and heart. <laughs> so right. it's just recognizing and how did we get to this place? Right. Um, I do encourage uh, finding a church and I also encourage counseling. Right. I, I say if you're able to connect with a good counselor that can kind of point out things that you're so entangled with that you can't see where it begins and you you end, I think it's it, it would be worthwhile seeing someone. And guys, listen, let me tell the listeners out there. I'm a certified life coach. I believe Ida is too. I believe Tony. Like we can give such a powerful word and we can look into your life, like basically sit down and talk to you. Even Ruthie, like for the young kids, like if for the if you're struggling with something, you guys understand that a life coach isn't somebody that has to be certified. This is somebody who has lived life and now I'm able to bring life to somebody else by just the words and what I'm able to speak into their lives. So they can see from somebody else's perspective and not from their clouded view. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. all they see is hurt, pain, rejection. And what we're trying to see is the potential that the person holds and not trying to see. Mm-hmm. We see it. So we call it out of that individual. Mm-hmm. So if you can't get to a church, you can't go to counseling because right now the wait list, there's a big old wait list and you, <laughs> it's expensive. Reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us. We're more than happy to sit down and talk to you. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm offering a free service because it really <laughs> costs a lot to see it sit down with a therapist right now but it, it we're here to help those individuals those listeners that are out there and find themselves lost or maybe mm-hmm. one day we can have like a, a Q&A a, mm-hmm, Q&A yeah. where it's live yeah, yeah. eventually that's where mm-hmm. we're headed yeah yes. um one other thing that I was thinking of is if somebody's trying to identify if they have a hardened heart a lot of times you could tell if you if you're spending time with an individual and you see that there's certain things that irritate you that they do Mm -hmm. many times those are the same qualities you have that's why it irritates you because you're seeing something Mm -hmm. that's in in you Mm -hmm. but it's displayed in somebody else so i think that that that, that, (laughs) that's a good way to identify because if you're being irritated with this person then you Next week, you're out with somebody else. You're getting irritated with some mm-hmm. more stuff about them. And you go out with somebody else. You're out with your your cousin or something, and you're getting irritated. Then you, obviously, you need to look in the mirror mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. something's going on because you can't just enjoy the moment with the yeah. person. You're always having these little pet peeves pop yeah. up and mm-hmm. all these little warning signs pop up that there's something not right. Mm-hmm. So those, to mm-hmm. me, are warning signs for you to... Take a look in the mirror and see if any of those things might be found in your life. Mm-hmm. Because you might be going through life thinking, my, my heart's not hard. Right. But if you look at those moments of irritation with people and mm-hmm. spending times with those relationships, you might find that there's a different story. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if you do and you're aware of it, are you willing to change? Because there's a lot of people who already know. Mm-hmm. But they just don't want to change because they're settled in, well, this is the way I am. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, yeah. well, too bad. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to say this. You can change. Hey, you can change. You have to, you know, mm-hmm. you can be willing to change. Mm-hmm. But if you're not and you're settled and you say you're happy, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I just can't believe you're happy. Right. You're going to be miserable. And, and the reason we're talking about this today, listeners, and is because we believe that life is good and you should live it to 
whatever, live, live it to the highest, live it to just enjoy it. And a lot of us have normalized things that are not good, have yeah. normalized feeling rejected, fearful, mm -hmm. have normalized these things in our life that has caused us to have a heart and heart. But why not have like recognize it and say, how can I live a life where I'm actually happy, where I mm -hmm. find joy in mm -hmm. the small things? How can I live that type of life is emptying yourself of that hate and then filling it up with God's love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and even, I guess, this is one thing that just came to mind even for the person that that says that they're a Christian or has a relationship with mm -hmm. God. One of the things that we haven't really brought up is that your heart can easily get hard when you have a pet sin mm -hmm. or secret sin mm -hmm. because that will quickly disrupt your communication with God yeah. and it'll snowball to where you're going through the mechanics and you're saying all everything that you might even be a leader of the church believe yeah. it or not you could mm -hmm. even be a pastor yeah going through it but yet your 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 pet sin or your secret sin yeah. that you don't want to bring to the table you don't want to address will keep you in a stuck position where again your life is on pause yet you think you're living it. Mm -hmm. And everybody sees the mold. But exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would say be careful with that. Those who say that they have a relationship with God or call themselves a Christian, be careful with that because I heard this before and I've always remembered that a pastor said this before. He said, sin will take you farther than you want to go, mm -hmm. keep you there longer than you want to stay, mm -hmm. and make you pay more than you want to pay. Mm -hmm. So be careful with that. Yeah, that's good. And with that, we close up. How do we not have a heart in heart? Is reach out to those who don't have a heart in heart and let us, <laughs> and let us fill you up. Yeah, so have a good one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>